Alrighty, welcome on back in to an episode of The Morning After. I'm your host today, Tubby. That's right, Mommy and Daddy are out and they left me the keys to the Camaro. Along with me is my boy, Vic. Vic, how are you doing today? I'm good, Tubby. How you doing, bro? You know, I'm just sitting here living a dream, talking sports in an 8x8 room. <laughs> so uh, thank you for joining us today. We got a lot to cover today. We're going to go over some uh, borough athletics. We're also going to talk about um, some the Louisville recruiting practices and uh, see what else. Oh, we're also going to go over some fan duel slash DraftKings legalese kind of talk. We're going to go over that. So, you know, since we're going to be talking legal stuff, you know what that means. Oh, it didn't even play. Wait. No, that's the first one on my still. I don't know why it's not stopping. There we go. Let's do this. There it is. Bam. Bam. Talking legal stuff. So, you know, so as I struggle to uh, run the controls here, we'll try to we'll try to muddle this through as uh, as our boy Tyler, the hardest working man in Borough Athletics, is taking a much needed day off today. Um, let's get right into it here. Let's go with uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Louisville. 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 And uh, so the news broke yesterday morning where um, they talked about a, uh, I, I believe it is a, a former uh, Louisville basketball recruit told Outside the Lines, um, a prominent show on ESPN, that they actually had um, on a recruiting trip, they took these players into, uh, I believe it was a dorm room. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was run by the team. I don't think it's come out whether it's not it's been run by the team or not. Um, but one of the uh, graduate assistant coaches, uh, McGee, or Andre An- McGee, Andre McGee had been had invited these professionals, if you will, these professional escorts, female entertainers of the adult nature. And there was some stuff that happened. I'm trying to keep this as PG as possible. I mean, I know we're a college radio station and most adults listen to us, but we're still early in the morning, so I'm trying to keep it as PG as possible. So uh, during the course of their entertainment, dancing for these players, uh, one of the players uh, engaged in uh, in intercourse with one of these women, and uh, the woman was paid for it, uh, was paid by Andre. And, you know, a lot of people had come out and said, you know what, I, I believe this happens like all over mm-hmm. in college. I think it definitely does. It's just you got to keep it you know, underground, which is sad to say that it does happen. But I, I guarantee this is not the first instance, and Louisville is just getting caught up in it right now because someone wanted to confess. So so your belief is is that this is kind of like a, a widespread, accepted kind of practice, but it's, it's, it's like one of the unmentionables. It's yeah. just not talked about. I think – where they kind of got into trouble is when they started paying for, like, intercourse. I think that's where they took it a little too far. I think if, you know, I'm I'm not saying if this is right or wrong, but having girls over, you know, trying to get the recruit to come, I think that happens almost, you know, I'm not going to say everywhere, but most places, yeah. I think when they got in trouble is when they started paying for intercourse. I think that's wrong, and that's where I think the issues are coming in from everywhere. Right, because they have um, several schools have set up where there's like hostesses. Yeah, definitely for, for the weekend. So it's it's normally an attractive young lady who's also a student at the university. Mm-hmm. Um, they take this young guy around. Um, sometimes he's uh, partnered up with another player of the same interest. I mean, they kind of alluded to it if you remember uh, the movie The Blind Side. Yeah, and when Michael Orr was being recruited. And Sandra Bullock tells the guy from uh, from Old Miss, "Look, I'm going to give you a roadmap." And she says, "Look, he likes pasta. Take him out to a movie, but nothing scary because it gives him nightmares." And that the one school actually took him to a strip club. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's I kind of get it. Like you're trying to put your best foot forward as a university and uh entice the player that look not only is this a good sports school but it's also good academically and social life mm-hmm. and you know the thing that's on most 18 to 
17, well, 17 to 19 year old, you know, young men on their mind is girls. Okay. You know, we, we decide if it's right or wrong. We all know it's wrong. I want right. to know who was pulling the strings. Because, you know, everyone's looking at this McGee guy. They're looking at this McGee guy. You know, he's the guy who's paying everybody. He's the guy who's throwing the cash, getting the women to come. He's the guy in contact with the uh, the boss lady, let's say. Right. Um, and Patino, in an interview with ESPN Sports, said McGee needs to come out and tell the truth. <clears throat> now, it looks like Patino's kind of throwing McGee under the bus. Patino's acting like he didn't know nothing was going on. Uh, I'm having a hard time to believe this. You know, over 2010 to 2014, he paid her over $10,000. That's McGee. Now, at an assistant graduate basketball coach, how do you got $10,000? Right. How you, right. Come on, come on, Patino. Right. How, um, how's he got ten thousand dollars? Well, well, do you think it's uh, do you think it's actually Patino, or do you believe it, I think it could be the boosters? Because boosters have deep pockets. Booster guys real deep pockets. So I but mean, whatever the boosters know, the Patino knows as well. Right. You don't think whatever goes on that program, the head coach knows. Right. So for Patino to come out and say. I don't know what's going on. You gotta ask McGee. He's the only person who knows the truth. Mm-mm. No, you think this all? You Mm-mm. think the head coach is involved? The head coach knows what's going on. He's got to. He's got to. I mean, with that much about- with that much money being moved on a recruiting trip, ten thousand dollars within the span of four years. Nah, I don't buy it, Patino. Come on now. Come on, Tubby. You can't buy it either. No, I mean. I, don't, I would imagine that a coach of a basketball team, I mean, you're talking, what, like 15 guys, 20 guys max? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And the head coach isn't, like, involved in every aspect of those players' lives? I mean, even on a football team, like, you have coaches. Yeah. Right? And your coaches are involved not only in your studies, but they, they pretty much know what's they're, going on. Yeah, they're involved in our lives. They ask every day, you know, how's the stuff going back at home? They're very interactive in our lives. They... They're our father figure down here, you know, when we're away from home, truthfully. Right. So they know, he knows what's going on. There's not a doubt in my mind. With that much money being doled out for dancers, where's McGee let's get this money? You say he's real tight with the boosters. How do you get real tight with the boosters? Well, I would think, I would imagine that, I mean, boosters, I would imagine that boosters approach these players and like, hey, if you need anything. Approach the players? Well, I mean, as a graduate coach. You know what I mean? He's got to be able to interact with them because that's tied to the program. Mm. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly mm. what boosters play for, but I know that there's been several instances where boosters have gotten uh, in trouble. I mean, you look at that dude down there in uh, the University of Miami with the football team. Yeah. You know, and he's real shady doing real different deals. Yeah. What was that SMU guy, too? That one guy who's doing out all that money. Right, and then they got the death penalty got for that. Got the death penalty, man. But he was throwing out paychecks, man, for these players back right. at SMU. But I mean, let's not talk about that. That's a whole other story. Right. But still, we understand the idea the boosters could be throwing out this money. <coughs> but I would think that, I would think that as, a, as a graduate coach that he would have interaction with the boosters, and that's perhaps where the I mean, when you get down to the basics of, of any legal – Think you follow the money, no doubt, right? So if it was ten grand paid out, and it came from McGee, you know, like you said, as a graduate assistant, understanding college life and how broke graduate assistants are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's just be honest, you know. Right, they're just they're just like every other college student, only older. Exactly. So, so everybody's broke, and he got the and he got the money somehow. You know what's even strange? Stranger, you know when uh, McGee left for another school in like 2013, I believe, and he was still conducting these in 2014 at Louisville when he was coaching somewhere else. So who made that phone call to McGee to get such and such person over to that hall? Right. When he's not even there. Right. He's not even associated so, with the school so, anymore. So come on now, who's making that phone call? Who's behind the money? Who's behind that phone call? That's who I want to know. Right. And if you think it's boosters, I mean, you can believe that. But well, I, I mean, but I know who it is, Patino. <laughs> <laughs> we know who it is, Patino. Well, I mean, I think he has. I think he has a. 
I think he has a role to play in it because mm. I mean he wants he wants top quality talent. He wants those blue chip players. No doubt, he'll do anything for it, you know, because he wants more rings. You know what I'm saying? So does this? Do you think from this from this investigation, do you think it spans out NCAA wide? I mean, what do you mean? Like, does do other programs, do other basketball programs get investigated as well? I mean, I mean does the NCAA look at the entire recruiting process? That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot for the NCAA to do. But, I mean, there'll definitely be a watchful eye. I'm telling you, teams will shy away from doing stuff like this now because the whole Louisville situation. Right. Um, will it still go on? Probably. Right. But, I mean, it's going to take one of the players to step up and say something if they think it was wrong. And apparently. So, wait, did a player that got recruited about Louisville say. Uh, Confirm this. Basically, what, happened is, that basically what okay. happened is this adjunct madam, mm-hmm. right, confessed. And uh, she wrote a book. It's, it's a small book. It's like 100 and some odd pages. So it's an easy read. But uh, she basically talks about her life and how she was uh, involved with this. Uh, Andre McGee and had these wild parties for these recruits. Now, why'd she do that? Uh, Now I want to know that why. uh, Notoriety. Maybe, maybe the money dried up, you know, maybe, maybe she wasn't, maybe she wasn't involved anymore. And then, you know, now she's, she's a little bit bitter. I mean, heck hath no fury, like a woman scorned. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And especially you start messing with a woman's money paycheck. Mm-mm, son, I ain't doing it. Mm. And she mm, kept record of all it. Mm. And I saw uh, there was pictures too. Mm. Mm. They got you, McGee. Right. So, I mean, so she came out with the story. So then, you know, outside the lines, approached some of these recruits, like former recruits, former players, and stuff, and they actually confirmed her story. Wow. Confirmed it. Mm. Now that's some. Now that's some. That's some cojones for the players. Nah, not necessarily. They don't want to be named. <laughs> well, so I mean, Cone is whatever, but they but still, I mean, to go against the pro, yeah. I mean, there's a certain amount of loyalty when you're a player and you play for this team, you play for this coach. Well, they pl- they were players. Yeah, they signed. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Well, good for them for stepping up and saying something. But I just, <sighs> I, I don't know. I mean, this is just, this is crazy. There's, there's a lot of moving parts, you know. We, we got to hear from McGee. I think the next, you know, we heard from Patino. We right. heard from the um, the lady. Right. We heard from the former players to be not named. Now, we got to hear from McGee. What you right. got to say, McGee? You got to say it was Patino? You got to say it was the boosters? You got to say, I don't know what she's talking about? You got to say, that's all a lie? What's up? Right. Well, I mean, he's, we, we he's, on, he's on admin leave from the current school that he's working at. Mm-hmm. Paid, paid admin leave, and he's lawyered up. Whew, he better be. <laughs> Right? He better be. He better So what's the ram so what's the ramifications? I mean, does he I mean, does he get That's does he get jail cause, time? Because there's not there's been nothing like this ever before, kinda in this kind of context. I mean it's got it's illegal, right? In the state of Kentucky. I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, name. I know I know prostitution's illegal. Okay, well then it's legal in Kentucky. Yeah, so, so I mean, like he could be, he'll, like he could catch a charge for facilitating prostitution. Definitely exploiting. I mean, and depending the age of the girls, corruption. Oh, even the, the even the um, age of the players, it could be corruption of a minor <laughs> if they're under eighteen. Yeah, that that's very possible. At that time, some of those players could have been under eighteen. So I mean, he could be barred from NCAA working with the NCAA. Definitely, he could be barred from ever coaching again in the NCAA. That's rough. Right. I mean, Definitely I know. I know. Like Louisville's gonna get fined some some. Uh, what's it called? Not draft picks. What am I talking about? Scholarships. Dr- scholarships. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna lose scholarships. They're, they're probably they're probably gonna get playoff bans. Yeah, probably like a year or two playoff ban, and then probably some scholarship reductions, and probably a fine of a couple of hundred thousand. Right. But I'm just wondering if if like Louisville doesn't have knowledge of other programs and is like, yo, if we're going down, I'm taking you, you, okay. and you with nah, me. I don't think they'll do that. You don't think they'll be that petty? Mm. I think there's kind of an unspoken, you know. They're just gonna take it. Yeah, like take ah, it. we got you caught. Got, you got caught. You we know? got caught. Don't don't be like... don't be that little tattletale. You know, <laughs> just because you got caught, just because you know yo stuff don't stink. You know, right? Come on now. Well, here's here's my thing. And, and I mean, I know we're talking a lot about male players and stuff, but is there reciprocity? I mean, is is there 
is there something in in a female recruiting process like do I they doubt it. do they get paired up with hosts? Maybe, maybe. I they, mean, they'll, I mean, maybe a, they'll find like another attractive male athlete, show them around, probably like that. But I don't think it'll ever lead to like, you know, any intercourse by any chance. You know, they, that's not the whole idea behind it. You know, they right. probably do get like a very attractive male and just show her around. You know, show her like, yo, there are you know guys here, you know, really cute, you know, athletic guys and whatnot. So why not come here, kind of deal. But I don't think in any parameters of this. No, no way. So weird. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I mean, I just. Tr- just kind of wanted to bring yeah, it up in, in, I know. in I an idea for your balance. Nah, nah. But yeah, it, it's definitely gonna be. There's a lot of moving parts. There's need to be more information, more facts to come out. McGee needs to speak, kind of deal, before we can really move forward talking about this. Yeah, he's probably right trying now, to. He's probably trying to craft a, a well, a well, a well, yeah, well worded letter. Strong. I, I. We just need to hear from McGee at this point. We'll hear something today. You think? I don't know if today, but it's got to be soon. I think before the week's out. Oh, no doubt. We got to hear something. I mean, this is. The longer he waits, the more he looks. The guiltier looks. You have to. You should have said something by now. But apparently, Patino's throwing him under the bus. Straight. Needs to come out and tell the truth. Come out and tell the truth, he says, Patino. Come on. I Throwing your boy under the bus. Well, he doesn't work for him anymore. You know, I mean, I mean, if if you could help your program by offering this guy up as a sacrificial lamb, Patino told ESPN's Dana O'Neill by phone Tuesday. I don't know if any of this is true or not. Blasphemy! Come on now, blasphemy! Do you have a thing on here? No, I don't. I don't have the come on, man. I need to get the come yeah, on. You man. gotta get the come on, man. Yeah, I'll I'll work on that. That'll be. That's that's very hard for me to believe. That he don't know nothing about nothing. That he's playing the old, the old Schultz from Hogan's Heroes. The I old, know nothing. The old. I showed him the locker room, the basketball court, and then I let him go with the players. I didn't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What they do? What? Is, what they do is what they do. I don't know. Ten thousand dollars, McGee. Eek. Eek. I just. But I'm crazy. telling you, if it is the boosters, man, this is going to get real funky real quick. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking about who who would have access to that type of dispensable catch. The boosters or Patino. Right. I mean, but I, I don't think that they would actually be that dumb to use university funds in this manner. Well, Patino gets paid a, a nice little paycheck. Well, I understand that. But, I mean, if you're trying to do this on the DL mm-hmm. and you're trying not to get caught, and the first thing everybody does is follow the money trail. Why would you lead a clear, blazing path back to your program? I mean, like, if it was me, if I was trying to do it, like, I would funnel it through from booster money through a false program to a friend of a friend of a friend yeah. that got it to McGee in small increments, you know, looking like I'm paying off a loan. That potentially could have what they could have done, you know. That's just crazy. I mean, or maybe McGee's just the fall guy. Maybe in this whole agreement, they're like, hey, if this ever comes to light, McGee. Right. Now, okay. Guy. So, all right. So, riddle me this. How much of it actually falls on to the recruits to be in this situation? I mean, I know that they're young, and I know that mm-hmm. they're – but, I mean, does does that call in, like, their moral? I mean, does it – I mean, should some of it be on them? Like, look, not put yourself in, in that type of situation. Be like, look, I don't think this is right. Or are you just caught up in, hey, I'm at college. I'm not in high school. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, th- th- a lot goes into that. But, like, I, when I was getting recruited and I was going on these recruiting visits, you you, you want to be liked, you know. You don't – it's it's a weird situation you put in. You're thrown in with these guys you don't know. And you just want to fit in. You want to you, you wanna make this work, you know. You want to find friends here and see if this is the fit for you. So – they're putting in an awkward position when, like, hey, go hang out with this girl. You know, you know what's wrong, but in the back of your head, you know, I just want to fit in. You know, I just want to see if this is the place I want to go. So they're putting in an awkward position. Yeah, they know it's wrong, you know. Right. And deep down, they do know it's wrong. But at the same time, you know, they're like, is this just college? You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know. So, so there's, like, a lot of peer pressure. I think there's a lot of peer pressure, no doubt. I would never do that. I'd be like, hey, man, that ain't me. But I know for some players, they'll be like, you know, 
they just throw their moral out the door. Right. I mean, because these are guys that have been here playing in the system. I mean, not here, but I mean, they've been in that system and they've been playing. And so I'm sure that if, if you're going on a recruiting visit, you've done some type of research, right? Yeah. Especially like a Division One school. You've followed them. Oh, definitely. Right. So these are guys that you've looked up to and respected as you've been playing in high school. Mm-hmm. And if they say it's okay. Then it's got to be okay. That's what I'm saying. Then it's got to be okay. Mm. Yeah. All righty. Well, let's hit our first break here. It's 920 right here on WFSE, the morning after 88.9. You can also catch us on edinburghnow.com, streaming live. Also, for you uh, folks that are on the go, in the gym, working out, doing your uh, heavy lifting and whatnot, you can catch us on the uh, TuneIn app. Just go to WFSE 88.9, and we'll stream live on your mobile device. Um, So going into the first break here, we'll be back. We're going to talk about uh, the the weekly fan duel, fantasy, and uh, football stuff and some of their their legal issues. So right now we have uh, some David Bowie for you. Already, we're back right here on the morning after. It's your boy, Tubby. Alongside me today is my man, Vic. Yo. <laughs> He's like, get yo. It in. <laughs> Doing work today. Um, that's uh, our usual host, uh, Tyler Trumbauer, is out today, taking a much-needed rest this morning. Um, so let's move on to DraftKings FanDuel legal issues. Now, if you haven't noticed which I'm pretty sure you have because their annoying commercials are everywhere. I mean, they're right up there with Flo for me and Progressive. <laughs> no doubt. With, with their annoying oh. Blitzkrieg. Um, so here's the deal. Basically, Nevada filed a lawsuit or, or trying to reclassify this DraftKings one-week or daily drafting game. So basically, it's... Basically, it's fantasy football, and you get a set amount of money. Out of that set amount of money, you have to play. You have to pay to, like, you get fifty thousand dollars, say, okay, and Peyton Manning costs like ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So now you're down to forty. So now you have to fill out the rest of your roster with that forty thousand dollars. So it, it's kind of staggered that way, and this all stems from. Uh, a few weeks ago, I think it was maybe even a month ago, what they did was they had a employee from, say, DraftKings who has all the information on statistics, data, um, who's going to be priced where, who's going up, who's going down. Then they would sign up for an account at the competitors, which would be FanDuel, and win money from FanDuel. With their inside information. So DraftKings and FanDuel, same thing. It's the same like thing, but they're two separate companies. Okay, gotcha. So now they reviewed their policy and they have banned employees of either from playing a daily fantasy type game. Which is kind of like slap on the wrist. Man, I'm going to hit up my boy and be like, yo. This is who you get, and this is who you get now. Right. And then you split split the profits, man. There's no way to stop that. No, no. I mean, it happens everywhere. But what they're trying to do is, see, there's there's a difference. There's, There's games of chance, and then there's games of skill. Right yeah. in in the gambling world. Okay. No doubt, yeah. So examples of game of skill would probably be like poker. Um. Uh, different types of, of card games. So what they're trying to do is classify this. Or, okay, here's some games of skill. Certain card games such as Gin Rummy or Mejong, Pool, Darts. Okay. And now they have listed as games of skill fantasy sports leagues. Because it's your art of drafting. It's yeah, okay. I can see why they think it's skill. But it's also every game's chance. Let's note let's note that. Right. Every game but listed as, as games of chance are like bingo. Okay. Um if you've gone to any clubs, like I'm I'm a member of social of several social clubs mm-hmm. and they have like these dollar tickets, right? And what you do is you open up the tickets and if it has a picture you win a certain amount of money in increments of like five, twenty five, fifty and like a hundred dollars. 
is like the most you can win. Um, that's a small game of chance. It's highly, highly regulated. Like here in Pennsylvania, we have to report every dollar. And if you're a social organization, kind of like the VFW, you have to – it's a 70-30 rule, I believe, right now until they change it. They're looking at changing it to a 60-40. But 70% of that money earned from small games of chance must go back out into the community. Mm. So you got to donate because you're a non for a nonprofit organization. Mm. You have to support your community. So, like we give donations to like our local food bank. We help um, child athletics. Like uh, we support our local baseball team, the wrestling, the youth wrestling, uh, youth football, um, several other um, service organizations like that. So we have to give our money back out. Only thirty percent of it can be used for upkeep of your building. Uh, to pay your employees, to, uh, you know, whatever, to upgrade, all that stuff. Only 30% of that can go back into you. So, <coughs> excuse me. So with this setup, right, basically what they're doing now is they're trying to reclassify and regulate fantasy football because there is no regulation on it currently. None. Now, what would they want to regulate exactly? Basically, how it's funded, okay, and, and like how the money's doled out, and mm -hmm. how uh, basically if if they change classification on it, then they have to um, they have to have uh, like a gaming commission, uh, like a board me not a board member, but somebody employed by the gaming commission there on staff, kind of like uh, the uh, what you call it, like for the for the stocks. Right. There's a guy from the federal government that's there monitoring to make sure that they're they're doing the right things through the F was it FEC. Mm -hmm. I think it is something like that. But anyway, so basically they want to do that same type of thing. So and they've also spent like I believe uh, Tory told me this morning a stat that they spent like in the last four months, they spent like over one hundred thousand dollars in advertising. I believe it. Something like Every that. halftime show, bro. Yeah. It's always on my TV. I'm tired of it. It's always there. So, I mean, it's... I mean, basically... I've never tried it, have you? No. no. I haven't played... Because I'm not... I mean, I... When I started here and I, I found out that I was going to be on the morning after with Tyler and being a sports commentator, I kind of wanted to separate myself and not play... I played fantasy football last year and it was just like a league uh, between all my Twitter friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to get... I knew I'd be a too busy for it, and b I didn't want to, I didn't want fantasy football to add to my bias. I was trying to be as unbiased as possible. Which I guess I see what you're saying. Doesn't really work. So I'm still biased to Cleveland, no, but you're, still, you're very, very biased. I'm very biased. To, I'm, <laughs> I'm loyal to the core. But here's the thing. I mean, it's, it's crazy the amount of money, and I don't know. It just lends itself to corruption. I don't. I mean, to me, fantasy football is basically Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. <laughs> basically, it really is. I, I mean, that's it's, funny. It, it, I mean, it, it's it's a chance for guys who understand football, who have played football, to get involved with it. But they're on the same level as every nerd. mathematician nerd. God, I love you, nerds. I love you, geeks. Don't don't think that I, I'm you know, belittling, belittling you at all um, because you will run the world one day. <laughs> I have no doubt in that. But, you know, you know what I mean? It levels the playing field so that it doesn't really matter your athletic ability. It matters on your understanding of the game and who you believe will have a good game against who. Exactly. Like, if I, if I let my girlfriend Peyton pick my lineup this week, do you think I'll have a better chance or a worse chance of losing? I know that if I let my wife pick my lineup, <laughs> I'd have a better chance of winning. <laughs> Why you say that? Because my wife is into it. Really? Into it. I mean, like she's. she's Does she have a league? Uh, no. Oh, I was about to say. No, but I but mean, she she's, knows players. Like she yeah, knows, she knows going players. Off. She knows football. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am very. But in the fantasy terms of things, does she know who's good? Yeah. You should. 
Yeah. I mean, a especially, big, there's especially, a big difference. Yeah, like, especially in Peyton the, Manning. Everyone's like, oh, Peyton Manning is such a good quarterback, but in fantasy. But it's stru- yeah. Mm. I mean, she's even commented. Mm-hmm. She's like, I wouldn't have him in my league. Okay, all right. I was just making sure. Because yeah. there's a difference between a good player on the field and a good player in fantasy. Right. I mean, she, but she'll do that. Like, she'll look and be like, okay, well, this guy will have a good game because he's matched up against this defense. Okay, so she understands that schematic of it. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's phenomenal. I love her to death, even though she hates my Browns, but. Shout out to Mama Tubby. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mama Tubby. <laughs> Love you, baby. Don't hate me. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, it goes either way. There's also um a a lady that I follow on Twitter. She's a good friend of mine. I hosted. Uh, she was my co-host when I had a web show back in the Dizay, uh-huh. um, named Cleveland Kate. And she Cleveland is like Kate. Did she try out for the um for the for the fan phenom? Yeah, fan phenom made it to the final two. No way! That's yeah, yeah, you, that's you my did girl. A show with her. Yeah. Oh, so you know her personally? Yep. Wow, I need to get in contact with her. I liked her. She, I thought she should have won. Yeah, yeah. She she does do a um. She I does why a. She, Who's she the doesn't. Who does Who won that huh? year? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I think Jeremy I, and Akron. Yeah. That, yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I wasn't. But all no, I, I was all for Cleveland Kate. Yeah. Well, I think the only reason that that guy won is because I couldn't make the drive over to audition. Hey, no doubt. I was expecting you. You should audition one time. I know. I will. Well, if they ever run it again, I don't think they're going to run it again. But Why? If it's they awesome. Do, yeah. I would. I wouldn't mind driving over there every Saturday for my own show. Oh, no doubt. But anywho, I digress at my own thing. But yeah. But she is a sport. She is a fantasy football goddess. Like she wins. Dang near every league that she plays. I in. believe it, except last year because I beat her last year. Hey, <laughs> I had I had luck. I I had I didn't have luck like Andrew luck, but I had actual luck. Like I I really lucked out because I missed our draft, so I auto drafted. <laughs> and then you I just still won. Yeah, because That's I worked impressive. I worked the waiver wire like a boss. I'm about to say how many running backs did you have? <laughs> <laughs> Two, but uh, but yeah, I did pretty good. But yeah, she's a good follow for uh, fantasy sports. She has her own show at. Um, starts at six o'clock through the tune in. Uh, it's called Tune In Radio. But if you follow her, it's Cleveland Kate um, without the vowel. So it's uh, like, I don't know. I don't have to look it up again. <laughs> but yeah, and Kate spelled K eight. But uh, but yeah, she's awesome. She's a good follow. So back to this because uh, we got way off track here. Um, so yeah, so everything's about to change, and I don't know. For sure, exactly what's going to happen. I mean, I don't know if they have to shut down the sites. Oh, there's no way. There's way too much money. Way too much. The NFL has an agreement with them. There's some real big names. Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft have all stakes in DraftKings. They're not going to shut that down. No. Not a chance. They'll rework a deal. Are they too big to fail, like banks, at this point? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. 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 2020, man, it's supposed to be worth over uh, $14 billion. $14 billion? Billion, my friend. Dang. $14.4 billion, my, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. That's a lot of money right there. Dang it. I mean, that's just. Yeah, but, I mean, they, they'll definitely have to get reworked because, you know, there are some people, you know, pretty mad. It's just because no one's going to Vegas anymore and betting, man. They must rather just do this right here. Well, I mean, why would you travel all the way to Vegas mm-hmm. to place a bet mm-hmm. when you can sit at home so on, on your, your booty, couch? On your butt. Right. And, okay, here's, all right, Tori corrected me because I was wrong. Um, DraftKings and FanDuel collectively spent more than $150 million on TV and web ads in the last three months via Red Code. That's what Tori said. She got you. She did. But she correct. I mean, it's I mean, if I'm gonna quote her, I need to quote her correctly. That's like the first rule of journalism, correct? No doubt. So instead of just making stuff up on my own, mm-hmm. we, we gotta have I a need friend to be correct. out there. Yep. But she's a dedicated fan. I love Tori. Thanks for thanks for listening in and Yo, and thanks, Tori. Big shout out to Tori. She's working hard in the uh Tori Craven Memorial Cubicle. <laughs> That's it. <a> ch- <laughs> anyway. Let's move on. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just it's just crazy. I don't understand. I don't understand a lot of stuff that goes on. I have no idea. You talking about in life? No, I'm just talking about this whole fantasy and football stuff. And you seem kind of lost now, Toby. 
I am a little bit. I'm trying to. I'm trying Tell to. Me, what, were, what, what were you and Tyler talking about? I was listening on the radio. It was about a week ago, and like you just like, yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. I don't know. I don't. It was something. It was just, and I was just laughing, you know, because like it's just Tubby. I just. What was it? Because I think you said like I'm out of it today, man. I'm tired. <laughs> what was it? I think he was talking about the Sarkeesian deal. I think that's what it is, and he lost me on some stuff. <laughs> he might have, yeah. He just lost me because I and he no, said, "No, you guys were talking about refs and officials." Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, what, what was that talk about? What were you guys talking about? Something about how the oh, we were talking about the, be- we were talking about the uh, the clock. Yeah, because the clock ticked off so much because they it's it's a local it's a local guy hired by the team. Mm-hmm. And you guys but, were debating, you know, should that be an, an actual official, right? You know, on the crew. And then we were talking about the replay official and, mm-hmm. like, how... You wanted to give him more power, correct? Yeah, I wanted to give him more power, and Tyler was telling me how stupid I am, which is par for the course. It's okay. It's yeah, okay. it's all right. I'll live. <laughs> it happens, you know. I mean, I, I do have my senior moments. I'm probably the oldest guy on the crew. So, I, you know, it's senility, early senility setting in. Best-looking guy on the crew, too. Don't you forget that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh so it's it's just crazy i have no idea so uh yeah let's let's go <laughs> ahead and, before i completely before i completely like just crash the show and mess everything up and you, I if get, tyler's listening around he's probably like they need me so bad tyler's <laughs> like tyler's ready to tyler's right now sitting in his room smiling away with that little grin he has a little smirk just like they need me out there <laughs> he's probably this text- station you know what he's probably me. texting uh mike fenner our station manager right now saying he's like look at these cleveland doofs trying to run we the need show. to fire tubby right now <laughs> like that's what it's coming out to. I, I need to fire Tubby. So speaking of my firing, let's go ahead and uh, we'll take you back in the music. Give we're the gonna... kid a max contract. <laughs> <laughs> Pay the man. <laughs> but we're gonna go ahead and, and uh, play some music. Take a break as I try to regain myself and write the show, as it were, because I'm just I'm failing miserably. So <laughs> here's we love a little, you, Tubby. You're doing great. Here's a little Aerosmith for you. All right, we're back right here on the morning after. Now, this would not be a morning after with me and Vic if we did not at least talk a little bit about some type of Cleveland sports. Hey, Cleveland. Right, because, you know. The land. Because we repped a 216 harder than anybody on campus. I just like to say that. Get that tattoo on the chest. <laughs> right. Where were, you, where, you, where were you born, Tubby? Uh, I was actually born on a naval base in Maryland. Okay. All right. But and then you my, moved to Cleveland? Well, my family is originally from Cleveland. Oh, okay. Gotcha. We have, oh, so we have deep, you always have ties. Yeah. We have deep roots. What so part, when my dad part? got out of the canoe club, which is what I like to call the Navy, mm-hmm. we uh, we moved back to Cleveland. We were in the Seven Hills area for a while. Seven Hills? Okay. And then we moved to Parma for a little bit, and then we moved out to Macedonia. Hey, I was, I'm from Macedonia. Oh, Northfield? Yep. Wait, uh, Northfield you, Knights. You live they're Donia Knights, but did you live behind the commons? No, not the commons. What I'm no. talking about. Did you live behind the plaza, Northfield Plaza? No. Where'd you live? No, it was uh, actually out. Uh, if you're coming from the plaza and you actually go into Macedonia, in the Macedonia. there's a gas station. And uh, it, like 82 keeps going straight. Mm-hmm. And then Pleasant Valley Road. Okay. Up, like you go, you go way out there. You know like where fun and stuff is at? Yeah, I know exactly. Okay. Come up from fun and stuff like you're coming from the high school. Go mm-hmm. past fun and stuff. Past fun and stuff. Go up that hill, and then there's that red light. Yeah. Make that right. Okay. And you go out that way, and then we were like a corner lot. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. And then we moved from there, and we went to Broadview Heights mm-hmm. for a while. Lived out there in these Seneca uh, apartments. Shout out to Seneca, to the slums. Because, uh, you know, Brexel, Broadview Heights, it's it's a real different dynamic because you got the hood of Broadview Heights. Yeah. And then you got the rich kids of Brexel. So that was... That was interesting, and then very uh, interesting. After that, I some of those houses over in Brexford just absolutely amazing. Oof. Like I would drive, like who lives there? Right. Well, I mean, there were several professional players that lived out there. Like several of the Indians had homes out there. Like a couple of Browns. I don't know. 
<laughs> I you just know they were there. I just knew they were there. I mean, they I know, talked I know, about. It. I know Andy had a house over there. I'm pretty sure. Or did he have a house in Seven Hills? I don't know. Something could be anywhere. But anyway, we digress. We muse. So we were going to talk about the Cavs here. I'm just trying to get to know you, Tubby. I know. I know. <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. But uh, <laughs> so we're talking about the Cavs, and we're talking about our man, Tristan Thompson. TT. TT. Out there, we need Tristan Thompson back in the fold. The Cavs have yet to pull back their offer. Cleveland's offer is still in the ballpark of five years for $80 million, give or take. The Cavs did not withdraw the offer once qualifying offer deadline passed. Paul is adamant that his client is worth a max contract, rather it be for over five or three years. Thoughts? Now... He's not worth that. No. Not whatsoever. Uh, I don't think he's worth the $80 million they have offered on the table for him. I mean, that's that's still, that's a good, con- that's a good, solid contract for six men. That's what I'm saying. And a power forward six man who all he does is get rebounds. And he'll block a shot. You know, I, I'm sorry. He'll block a shot. One or two. And he'll get a couple offensive rebounds, give us a couple more possessions. Woohoo. That ain't worth no $80 million. I don't – I know he looked really good. He looked like a starter when Love went out. Mm-hmm. He did. But understand, he's not a starter on this team with Love playing. Okay. How much of this do you think is on Tristan, and how much do you think of this is on his agent trying to inflate him? Because I, I got to believe that he understands that coming into Cleveland – Coming back into the fold with the big three of Braun, Kyrie, and Love is his best chance at getting a ring. Yeah, but like, who knows how much does that? What does that really mean to him? I guess it, fourteen million, fourteen million dollars is that what it? He wants a ninety-four million dollar contract. He has an eighty on the table. Yeah. So is it? I guess he's not. It's not worth it. The ring's not worth fourteen million to him. How can you compete in a league and a championship and a ring not mean everything? I guess it doesn't. Ugh. It doesn't for him. It it means the money. And I think a lot of this is Rich Paul. A lot of it is. I think he wants to see him as that agent who can get anyone a max contract. So like right. all you know, the incoming what, you know, first year players right. would want to sign with him. Like, yo, dude, he got Tris in a max deal. What can he do for me kind of deal? Right. But also it's gotta be on Tristan. Tristan should come out and say, like, yo, come on, man, it's fourteen mil. And we're fighting over 14. I know it's a lot of money, but for them. Compared to 80? That's what I'm saying. I'm like. 14 but a drop in the bucket. That's what I'm saying. Like, come on. Come I on. I mean, you're still going to eat, and then you're going to get you're a ring eat, after. You're going to eat real well. Yeah. And you'll get a ring, and you'll be here for five years. You'll play with LeBron and Kyrie in love for five years, or go play for irrelevant Sacramento Kings for a max deal and never win nothing. Or the Milwaukee Bucks. Hey, they might be good this year. <laughs> hey, they got some talent over there. I don't know. Uh, speaking of the Milwaukee Bucks, they gave out a max deal this summer to Chris Middleton. Who? Thank you. <laughs> Who? Five years, $80 million, and I was. Who? What? Who? Huh? <laughs> I looked at his stats. I'm like, all right, maybe he's just one guy. You know, I just overpassed, you know. Right. His stats, 12 points a game, six rebounds, five points. I mean, six rebounds and five assists. I was like, whoa. Whoa. That's a Cleveland Browns move right there. That's what I'm saying. I'm real, I'm real confused with the NBA right now. That's bow money. Like, I know stats aren't everything. I, I understand that. They're right. really not. But some of these players who, you know, think they deserve a max contract don't. Plain and simple, don't. Tristan does not deserve a max deal. My definition of a max player is someone you have to game plan for. Right. Are you game planning for Tristan Thompson's rebounds? No. Not Do so you much. gain plan for Chris Middleton? It's 12 points a game? Got to go with no. Now, would you gain plan for a person like LeBron James? Yes. A person like Tim Duncan? Yes. Who always takes a one-year deal worth $10 million with the San Antonio Spurs because he's that kind of guy. That's why I respect Tim Duncan. Right, because, I mean, he's made his money. He's made his money, and he's trying to help, he's trying to help them out. He's trying to help San Antonio out, build a team around him. How are we going to build a team around LeBron, Kyrie, and Love 
when people like Tristan Thompson wants a max deal as well. Maybe he just got a little taste of the glory, and now he's gotten... Whatever, go take your taste and go somewhere else. That's right. exactly what I would tell him. Like, five years, 80 million, that's all you got. If you ain't taking that, whatever, man. Do the Heat need a power forward? <laughs> <laughs> take him, dude. I, I really think Tristan is lightweight overrated. Okay. I mean, how good was he without LeBron when he was just him and Kyrie running the show? Was he a max player then? No, I mean, he had he had his flashes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I... I do distinctly remember screaming at my team, oh, Tristan Thompson doing Tristan Thompson-like things. You know, <laughs> I, I, that's just yeah. me being quirky. But, yeah, I mean, I I get it. it it's, it's, it's just hard for me to, to believe that he's a max player. <laughs> just can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, that's rough. How about Jimmy Butler getting a max deal? You think he's deserving of a max deal? No. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. No, I think I think Jimmy Butler's a max player. Mm, I don't know. More, I so, just, more so than Tristan? I don't See, the thing is, I can't comprehend the kind of money that these guys are making to mm. play a game. I don't. Granted, I understand there's a lot of sacrifice, there's a lot of work. But sign me up <laughs> if I could have the talent. Right. I mean, I. Bleh. I don't like it. I don't like it. So how much you think they deserve to be paid? I don't know. I then then don't but comment I mean, about it unless you have a dollar figure. I want to hear a dollar figure, Tubby. <gasps> since you want me to do maths, <laughs> do you know how much I struggle at maths? You're right. Have you not listened to this show? I apologize. Jeez, that's on me. I put a Cleveland fan in a bad position. I'm that's sorry. A, that's bad on you. <laughs> Why are you making me use logic? Gosh darn it, logic. Hate logic. So, it, so now is he in this holdout? Is that what's going on? He's holding out? Yeah, he's still holding out. But they haven't removed their offer, so I don't know. That so what happens when during the season, like when the season comes around, what's going on? Do I don't think he'll just keep holding out? I've never heard of an NBA holdout. No. Have you? No. Not me either. Because uh-uh. you want to play, thing. but. Yeah, I didn't think that was a thing. I mean, but then again, I mean, they're still resting. Here's the other thing I want to get into, too, real quick about basketball. What do you think about them resting their star players like early in the season oh no doubt i'm so for that absolutely so for that i don't think lebron should play over 60 games this year yeah i don't think he should even touch and if we're up in the fourth quarter by more than 15 get him out pull him pull him no no doubt i don't want him logging many minutes this year at least during the regular season we need to keep him as fresh as possible him and Kyrie and love but don't you have to win games in order to get to the postseason or do you think that they're they're talented enough to just to win games? Listen here. <laughs> we'll just ha- get right. to 50. This is where Vic takes get me to, f- to the woodshed. Get Listen to up, 50. Folks. This is all you got to do in the NBA. Get to 50. And after that, rest them. It does not matter. We've seen it does not matter about the seed. Right. LeBron, what, what were the Cavs last year? What seed were you? Like the fourth, the third? Somewhere in there, yeah. But we're still the favorite. It doesn't matter. The seeding does not matter in the NBA. It's all about getting there. And getting there healthy is the big part. So once we get to 50, 48, 46, coast. But, I mean, to me, wouldn't it be a better idea? Because I'm I'm all about team chemistry. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's different in the NBA where you can have one or two stars and they just dominate the game. Yeah. But to me, I like to see a team win – that plays as a team and doesn't that like it takes games in order to develop that type of that type of you know mm-hmm. cohesion that's okay. what i'm looking for unit cohesion no doubt i mean but look at the heat when they got that big three together you know it took them a year they still made it to the finals just as the Cavs did this year but it took them a year to get that cohesion and then the second year i think isn't that the year they won 26 straight i think yeah yeah so i mean i think because we lost like 27 straight that year yeah that's okay but anyway, uh, th- this summer, definitely losing Tristan, not at practice, that hurts a little bit. But now they have a whole summer of cohesion, a whole you know new basketball season coming up. They'll be fine for the playoffs. You know They'll get that cohesion. I can't wait to watch this team. I'm excited. I'm ex- sad about Shumpert, though. Shumpert's out for about three to four months with that hand or wrist, something. Damn. Yeah, that sucks for Shumpert because I-, I really think he's going to be a stud. He's going to have a bobblehead, too. <laughs> I'm getting that bobblehead. Yeah, yeah, because I got the Kevin Love bobblehead last mm-hmm. year, but there's a uh, Shumpy's going to have one. So I just want to know, how tall do you think they make the box cut 
on Shumpy's bobblehead. They gotta make it at least three fourths of the bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I. That's what I love about Shumpy. Shumpy single handedly mm-hmm. bringing back the box cut. Yeah, you know the the silver lining though with the whole Shumper being hurt though is Jr. gets some quality playing time. Yep, he's gonna get a lot neither. of playing time. I think out of all the players on this team that needs it, it's Jr. Because let, let's believe Jr. had a rough summer. Right. He had a rough finals. He thought he was going to free agency and there'd be some offers. There was no offers for Jr. He was kind of like almost went back to Cavaliers. Is like, all right, can I have what, a little? What, <laughs> exactly. What do you Please, got, sir? Me? Can I have some more? That, no, I'm not gonna cheat Jr. like that. But it was basically like, all right, well, what you got for me? Let's try to work a deal. Yeah, hat in hand. Yeah, that was kind of. I felt really bad for Jr. So I think Jr. needs to get that confidence back. So right. I think we gotta see Jr. I, I can't wait to see Mo play. Mo back in the fold. That should be cool to watch. I saw this nice behind the back pass Love had to Mo and Mo for three. So that's gonna be cool to watch. Uh, what's his? Who's our commentator? Our colorful commentator is that? Um, oh, Mr. Cavalier. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Austin. Yeah, Austin. Um, Austin Carr. Yep, Austin Carr. Can't wait to. Darn hit. it! I knew I'd get there. Yep. <laughs> Making the old man think. But hey, we got two minutes left here in the show, mm-hmm. and I wanted to preview just a little bit. We got Mercyhurst. Yeah, we do. Tomorrow night. We got him. We got him. Right here at Sox Harrison Stadium. You coming? No. Oh, man. No. I have a, I have a school function for my kids I have to go to, unfortunately. Well, that's understandable. Though. Yeah. So, here's my thing. I think we win at home Thursday. Me too. I think what happens is, here's Tubby's pep talk to the football team. When you line up Thursday night, gentlemen... I want you to look across that line. I want you to look in their eyes and understand one thing. They don't want it. They don't need it as bad as you do. They're not as hungry as you are. They're not starving. I'm telling you, gentlemen, the table is set. When you get out there on that line and you look across, it's time to eat, gentlemen. They're in your house. Protect the house. Just take it from them. It's time to eat, Borough football. Yep, time to eat. Let's go. So, hey, so that's my words of wisdom. That's my pep talk to our football team. You can catch uh, Tyler and Mike on the call right here at 88.9 WFSE. You want to come in for the pregame speech, bro? You want to come in <laughs> Come into the locker room and talk know, it I up? Can, I could talk to Coach Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you. Deal. I'll get you going. But, uh, yeah, so Mike and Tyler will be on the call right here at 88.9 WFSE. You can catch them through edinburghnow.com on the live stream via the TuneIn app. And it will also be on etv so uh in the local area that's channel four and also streaming on live at um i believe it's edinburgh.tv so you'll be able to catch all the action right here i'm tubby that's vic it's been the morning after i'll see you friday tyler and mike will probably be here tomorrow breaking down the uh the game in in detail so have a great day and we will see you on the other side Good show, Top. Good show.